have a dollar for every time that my life took a sour turn. I be rich and rolling baller and hollering at your girl. I be making little money and spending it like I'm rich. I be making bad decisions and thinking that I'm the. If I had a dollar for every time that my life took a sour turn, I be rich and rolling baller and hollering at your girl. I be making little money and spending it like I'm rich. I be making bad decisions and thinking that I'm the. Uh, scratching my nutsack, dropping rap like rap. I stepped outside of my show and got robbed by one of them thug cats. Hopped on stage and someone yelled out, "Who's a rag?" I wanted to hear a guy beat it like a punch bag. Fun fact: people jump me like bounce cats. All I gotta do for it to happen is go to ten and count backwards. Hearing the crowd laughing, said about my dash passing. Someone walked back to laugh and said, "Damn man, you're a sad bastard." A tad ass with misfit, vagabond and misprint. Sick of using people's contemptuous glares for actually feeling it. Not narcissistic, just part of the pot you pissed and popped. Part of ways with them and left not a drop of wisdom. Been caught slipping, the cardinal smart victim. The convicts, criminals, and cops in the cop system. Once thought it was cool in my market brand skinny jeans till a chick pulled them down to nickname Mike. Many me five a dollar for every time that my life took a sour turn. I be rich and rolling violent and hollering at your girl. I be making little money and spending it like I'm rich. I be making bad decisions and thinking that I'm the. If I had a dollar for every time that my life took a sour turn, I be rich and rolling violent and hollering at your girl. I be making little money and spending it like I'm rich. I be making bad decisions and thinking that I'm the. In my underpants, I'm staring at the ceiling, debating boxer brief merits. Watch a pair of MCs copy M&Ms of parents. It's a pair I'm destructive with the thoughts that I've been sharing. I'm a tad awkward in circus. My social cues considered barren, narrow-minded, and criminal intentions when I mention that my pen game's the only way I'll make it to a pension. Comicization of the problem in correlation with the root of all evil. At the tree of Eden, tearing at its fruit is for our people. Consumed with inner demons for my coat, shooting hoop dreams, praying that they break into the roof. It's a middle finger if you're talking, but never do a damn thing. Take the swing, man. I'm crazy and confused and deranged. Considered clinically insane, but where's the proof? I'm a bastard in the booth, captain of a sinking groove, riding out the waves of boat, overcoming what you do, 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 do. If I had a dollar for every time that my life took a sour turn, I'd be rich and rolling baller and hollering at your girl. I'd be making little money and spending it like I'm rich. I'd be making bad decisions and thinking that I'm the. If I had a dollar for every time that my life took a sour turn, I'd be rich and rolling baller and hollering at your girl. I'd be making little money and spending it like I'm rich. I'd be making bad decisions and thinking that I'm the. All right, welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole with Terry Joyce. And do we have a show for you? All right, this show is titled, it's Suicide Trolling Part 3, Who is Thomas Schoenenberger? And I want to source an article at the very beginning here. I've been talking about this article. Uh, it is with the Daily Beast. I've mentioned it several times. It's called Right-Wing Activists Discuss Wiretapping Seth Rich's Family. Three people in the room say. Uh, the, the, the story is basically about Seth Rich, obviously. And if you don't know who Seth Rich is, I'm sure you probably do, but maybe you don't know. So I'm going to refresh your memory. Seth Rich is allegedly believed to have been the actual leaker of the WikiLeaks that affected the election between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh, a lot of people believe that it was Russiagate. Uh, of course, now we've seen trials and everything. But underneath that, uh, a lot of people believe that Seth Rich was working for the DNC, was upset that the DNC used funds that should have went to 
Bernie Sanders. And there was a discrepancy and there was some information and they believed that he was the person who took it to WikiLeaks. He had a mysterious death. So this, what this article is talking about is talking about a man named Ed Butowski who went to the Seth, Seth Rich family who hired a private investigator named Rod Wheeler who was to investigate his death. But then the Seth Rich family became unhappy with Ed Butowski and Ed Butowski went on some right-wing mainstream media shows and perpetuated the Seth Rich, allegedly the Seth Rich's conspiracy. But now new information has come out where the FBI actually did have his, was in possession of his laptop. Was in possession of his laptop. And they have information. The courts have subpoenaed it. They are asking that there'll be 66 years before they actually have to divulge this information, which is rather shocking. So new news is coming out about this particular situation. Now, the wiretapping. The wiretapping. Now, there's a man named Thomas Schoenenberger involved with this who is part of creating a puzzle called the Cicada 3301. I have an audio version of, the, of an interview with some of the people from Cicada 3301 denying that they had involvement with the creation of QAnon. There's also another guy named Defango Manuel Chavez who was sourced in the in the article. These people were hired by Shadowbox. Also, they were hired by Ed Butowski. And it was rumored that they were supposed to, you know, they were asked to wiretap the Seth Rich family. Um, there's still a lot of spe speculation that that did, never really happened. All right, Shadowbox is a company that was created to do reputation management for people that were getting bad press. Uh, one of their first clients was a man named Trevor Fitzgibbons, who was the PR media person for Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, as well as Chelsea Manning. He had a uh, several allegations of sexual harassment and a woman came forward that he had an affair with that lied. It's It's been proven in court that she lied and he she had to pay him out a large sum of money. She allegedly said that he raped her, all right? And Shadowbox, Trevor Fitzgibbons was Shadowbox, Shadowbox's first client. Now, the reason why I'm giving you this background is because I learned about these people and their potential association to QAnon a few months ago. Well, actually, I learned about it uh, maybe last spring. Uh, I am a college student, so I, I was watching a woman's uh, video. Her name is Denise Matau, who was talking about this. And then I found this article. I did some research, and I was very curious about it. Uh, ironically, um, in my class, uh, one of my courses for journalism, uh, we were to do a presentation on uh, movements that are created over the internet. And I said, hey, can we do QAnon? And she said, yes, my professor said yes, as long as I could associate it, associate it to something that had to do with gender or racism or race. And of course it does because you know QAnon became hybrided with right wing, right wing is considered sometimes racist and the Proud Boys and certain types of organizations that were racist were associated with it or became 
a part of that particular movement. Now, the reason why I want to talk about Thomas Schoenenberger and Manuel Chavez is because after I did that presentation in my journalism class, they actually became people who, they became part of my life. And this happened because I did a live stream with Denise Matow. And that evening there was a man in my chat, which was Thomas Schoenenberger. Now, Thomas Schoenenberger was very complimentary to me after I did the show and he tried to give me some cryptocurrency. But when you are a journalist, you are not supposed to take money. And so I have rejected his money and therefore I'm uncompromised to give you my report of my experience and a background on Thomas Schoenenberger and how they all get together and potentially, well, they basically cyber harass and create targeted chaos. In the article, I'm gonna source the article in this video in the description so you can read it yourself. They talk about targeted chaos and how these people sometimes engage in targeted chaos. As a matter of fact, I have a source, uh, a very reliable source. I'm going to keep him quiet, but he told me that Manuel Chavez and Thomas Schoenenberger and a woman named Carrie Wolf got together back when and would script LARPs, meaning that they would script fake arguments and fake uh, opposition between each other on purpose. And so this is kind of the level of what some of these people do. And while I'm here, I, I I want to bring up something. Uh, before we go to the break, I want to bring up, uh, it might take me a moment, and hold on here a second. Uh, this is a, uh, this is from, uh, this is from a YouTube channel that has uploaded, this is, it's called the LARP Intelligencer. I'm going to source it, uh, everything I talk about when I refer to something that will be sourced in um, the description of this video. Uh, Vice asks, this is Vice, you know, on Netflix, Vice asks Robert David Steele about Thomas Schoenberger. Now, Robert David Steele is an ex-CIA agent, and I want to play his reaction after he is asked who Thomas Schoenberger is, okay? And I'm going to turn up the volume here a little bit so you can hear him really well. Here we go. Q is like the dinner bell. It's not the dinner. Totally ready for you to throw out names. Okay, really? We were speaking with a journalist earlier who mentioned a person named Thomas Schoenberger. You know who that is? I'm not going to talk about that individual. What's happening right now? You're sounding my alarm bells. We don't mean to upset you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have no interest in discussing that individual. Yeah, yeah, I'm inclined to just stop here. Okay. All right. I wish you all well. Wish you well as well. All right. Watch yeah. out. You guys can stay here. Let me just see myself out. Sure. Thing. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was super <laughs> Okay. So, obviously, the, this particular video cuts off there. I, I when I first watched this video, I thought, oh, this is this is he's putting on. I, I felt that initially maybe uh, Thomas Schoenberger Schoenberger was uh, being uh, scapegoated, but since I've had my own personal experience with him, 
I do not think so. And so uh, we'll be right back with more on this particular topic. I'm going to stop right there and uh, we will be right back. Hold on. glasses on. Let me look at this here. Ha! Panda wraps. And this is a uh, part of epidemicsound.com. I have a service with them so I can like actually use their music. So I pay for this anyway. Uh, I really like them and I like I like the uh, usually you have a song and then you have an instrumental to talk over. So if you are a podcaster or a creator of any type of media on on the internet, social media, YouTube, Facebook, uh, I recommend you uh, you use them. I'm not getting paid to say that. I'm just giving them a recommendation. All right. Uh, so I want to continue on with uh, with, 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 with with everything here. Uh, the Thomas Schoenberger. Who is Thomas Schoenberger? And what is the Schoenberger effect, uh, which we're going to get to here for a moment. All right, I'm going to stop that here there for a moment and uh, go on with, with the conversation here. All right, I'm going to source a website. A lot of the information that I'm, I'm going to be talking about he's, uh, is, is the Phoenix Enigma. Uh, Corey is, is, the, is the guy who puts the website together. Um, he did a uh, really extensive, it's called the Isaac Cappy mind map. And uh, I'm going to source that too also in this, in, in, in the description here. Isaac Cappy was an actor that came forward. Uh, he appeared on a show called Lift the Veil. I think he initially maybe came out on Periscope and said, uh, it said that uh, he claimed that he was friends with Seth Green. Uh, he was uh, playing a lot of games with, uh, like, role-playing games. I think Dane Cook, Seth Green, a group of people, he appeared in a movie called Thor. He was in a in a, um, in a band, and he came forward and said that Seth Green and his wife were involved in uh, basically pedophilia with children, all right? He also came out and made allegations that Tom Hanks was a pedophile and so was Steven Spielberg. And then uh, Thomas Schoenberger, from the research that I've done, and, and, I, and I've had conversations, I've had, I've, I've had conversations with Thomas through email and also social media. And he did say that he had hooked up uh, Isaac Cappy to appear on a show called Lift the Veil. And when he said this on Lift the Veil, and I, I remember when this happened, uh, you know, NBC did a big article and they got very upset. Uh, they got very, very upset about people on um, YouTube uh, talking about this particular topic because we had just gone through Pizzagate. And 
they asked, they requested for the, for people to get clamped down on YouTube. And a lot of people lost their channels after this. Uh, the number one person who lost their channel right away was Alex Jones. And Isaac Cappy was the last guest that he ever had before he lost his channel on YouTube. Now, Isaac Cappy has had a mysterious death. It has been ruled that it was a suicide. A lot of people believe that it wasn't a suicide. And, uh, and so... If you see some of my past shows, uh, you will hear quite the controversy about this. Um, the first show that I feature this particular topic on is um, When the World Went Down the Rabbit Hole, Part 1. I just up uh, uploaded Part 2. So a lot of this stuff is being sequenced on my own channel as I'm talking about it. So Phoenix Enigma has done quite the research. And I'm as I go through it, I will talk about my own story in relation to it because it will just make more sense to you. And so uh, I'm going to pull up um, that particular website and read to you a, uh, a portion of it. Uh, so give me just a moment here. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, this is Christmas time, so I hope you all are having a Merry Christmas or Happy Holiday. Okay, so this is titled Thomas Schoenenberger Cicada 3301. And uh, it, I'm going to read some of it here. Thomas Schoenenberger's connection to Isaac Cappy. So I was just telling you a little background about who Isaac Cappy is. Central to the body of work is Thomas Schoenberger, convicted felon, con man, alleged thief, an online, online stalker, and chaos agent. Although Mr. Schoenberger claims limited contact and interaction with Isaac, he has both been accused of having something to do with the death of Isaac Cappy and made allegations himself that others, Manuel Chavez III, Gabe Hoffman, Kelly Giannini, Brett Trimble, and recently myself are responsible for Isaac's death. Now, when he says myself, this is Phoenix Enigma who's, who wrote this article. Mr. Schoenberger is currently embroiled as a defendant in a defamation lawsuit filed by Gabe, Ho Gabe Hoffman. Now, Gabe Hoffman is, um, he, he was a, had a hedge fund and a wealthy guy, and he was the producer of a show called An Open Secret, which was about Hollywood uh, grooming young boys, and it implicates Brian Singer, the director Brian Singer. Uh, this is who Gabe Hoffman is. And Gabe Hoffman, you're going to hear about Gabe Hoffman. Gabe Hoffman, because he's going to be mentioned throughout this, through this research. Mr. Hoffman has also sued and or threatened to sue several other people, including myself, for perceived defamation surrounding the Isaac Cappy event. After nearly a year and a half of investigation into the death of Isaac Cappy, it does not shock me in the least to know that Isaac was approached by Thomas Schoenberger early on when Isaac first came out with his allegations of Hollywood pedophilia. I believe Thomas S. not only knows more about the death of Isaac Cappy than he'll ever admit, but also Isaac's mental breakdown prior to it. After the, all the investigation, bullshit, lies, diversion, and misdirection, there are a few simple reasons I believe this. One, the laundry list of Mr. Schoenberger's victims who have come out of the woodwork accusing him of mind-fucking them, most of them claim that Thomas personally, personally 
led to their emotional and psychological breakdown resulting in loss of work, income, savings, and health. Requiring in many circumstances hospitalization, medical attention, loss of income, depression, and terror. Also, there is the Judas prophecy, and I'm going to save that for another show. But we'll get back to that. But just keep a little bookmark on that. And also, you can look at his what you know, look up mind map Isaac Cappy, and you can read it for yourself. Three Isaac Cappy's mental breakdown, fear, terror, paranoia closely follow, follows the pattern as many of Thomas Schoenberger's other victims. Four. Thomas Schoenberger's jacket, TS, has a lifetime involvement with online scams, drama, bad business deals, intimidation, stalking, litigation, and convictions. You can find many of his court case PDF records below. Five, Thomas's attempt to pull me into his online war with Defango, Lestat, Gabe Hoffman, and others in order to derail, derail my investigation. Six, Thomas's attempts to pull me into scams and online harassment of others in order to compromise myself while attending to work me into a position of vulnerability, wherein I would require Thomas's assistance and protection. By the way, this is, this, this is Thomas's modus operandi. And I, I want to stop here for a moment on that because... When I did the show with Denise Matau, a person in my chat came in and his name is Jesse Davis. He has a, uh, currently he has a YouTube channel called Just Me Too. When he was on my show, he had a YouTube channel called Just Me Too, but he lost it. Right away, Jesse threatened to take my, because I had a, Denise as my guest, he threatened to take my channel down. And he went on, he and his wife, who also has a channel called Pavana, went on, they did video after video after video about me. Pavana impersonated me uh, on her on her videos, had a wig like mine, glasses, you know, the whole whole nine yards. And the right the next day, there was a big smear campaign against me. Um, and you know, they were, there was insults about my comedy. There was all this stuff going on. Uh, tweets about me, uh, Manuel Chavez, Defango and him came in, started tweeting, you know, where they put at Terry Joyce and they say all these things. So you're, you're caught up in all this stuff. And Thomas Schoenenberger stepped in like he was the knight in shining armor. He was there to save the day for me. And it was, and then his team started tweeting a bunch of things against them. But unbeknownst to me, I was pitted against them. And, and, and this is, and again, good, good, bad, you know, bad guy, he becomes the good knight. And then eventually he comes in and stabs you in the back and really tries to uh, screw you over. I would say the F word, but I'm trying to keep my podcast clean but the F word is more appropriate than the word screw. All right, so all communications, emails, text messages, phone calls, et cetera, are recorded, very true, stored, and later used as leverage blackmail when Thomas will eventually turn on you 
and he does, and it doesn't take long, or threaten to do so. Social media is awash with videos and recordings of Mr. Schoenberger threatening just this. And of course, he's already made this threat to me as well. 7.7. 7. Thomas Schoenberger's self-proclaimed association with three-letter government agencies, primarily the CIA, according to witnesses I've interviewed, Thomas has bragged and boasted his entire life since early 20s that his father worked for the CIA, as did he. Whereas this may or may not be true, I have spoken with three different people who've known Thomas his entire life and state that he has told them this. Thomas may very well believe this himself, or he could simply be a three-letter agency asset used to create chaos and execute online harassment, movement, etc. Admittedly, this is pure speculation. However, it is well within the realm of possibilities. It is important to note that with all the allegations of gang stalking and intentional psychological trauma, Thomas alleges that he had no known dealings or knowledge of either Elijah Priest or Gabe Hoffman prior to Isaac coming forward with the Hollywood pedophilia allegations. Many, Manny Chavez, the third, Defango, however, knew and had worked with them. It is also, it was also Defango who introduced Isaac to Mr. Priest. It is my opinion that Thomas Schoenberger is a monster in every sense of the word. Based on firsthand experience, Mr. Schoenberger is easily one of the most dangerous people in the world today. The sheer number of victims I've spoken to have attested to the trail of pain, destruction, and loss Thomas Schoenberger has brought to them and others through his perpetual narcissistic-fueled chaos and mental and emotional torture. All of this done to sustain himself financially through his cons while providing his narcissistic supply. In short, Thomas Schoenberger is one of the most disgusting people I've ever had the pleasure to know, and the day he pays for his crimes won't come soon enough. The following tweet was made by an open secret Twitter account, which is operated by Gabe Hoffman. Thomas Schoenberger and Gabe, Gabe, Gabe Hoffman are currently embroiled in a defamation lawsuit filed by Mr. Hoffman. Whereas Mr. Hoffman had come out with the following tweet 14 days after the death of Isaac Cappy, Mr. Schoenberger has since outrightly accused Mr. Hoffman of being directly involved with the death of Isaac Cappy. Isaac Cappy's suicide. Friends and concerned parties should focus research on Thomas. This is the tweet, okay? Isaac Cappy suicide. Friends and friends and concerned parties should focus research on Thomas Schoenberger, aka Thomas St. Germain, in Cicada 3301. TS has a long documented history of gang stalking, psychological manipulation, and nefarious activities. An open secret. May 27th, 2020. Nine, And we will be right back. We're going to take a really quick break. I'm going to uh, work on my, uh, my outro music here. Uh, and we will be right back. Stay tuned. Don't go away. <laughs> Uh, 
rough talk. All right. Thank you so much for staying with me. All right. So I don't know. Maybe you haven't stayed with me and I just think you've stayed with me, but I'm not sure. Okay. So who is, we're talking about Thomas Schoenberger. Who is Thomas Schoenberger? Surely you don't mean the polymath composer, historian, entrepreneur, event designer, inventor, and writer. Yep. I mean the one. Thomas Schoenberger is a polymath, composer, historian, entrepreneur, event designer, inventor, and writer. His compositions have been performed by leading musical groups, including the Moscow Chamber Orchestra and other notable artists worldwide. His historical ob observations are developed through his extensive travels throughout Europe, the Middle East, and America. An unusually prolific composer, he has created thousands of original compositions from piano concertos to symphonies and operas. Quite the portfolio for a man with no job, no studio, no partners, only past partners who have sued him and have warned the world about Thomas afterward and whose past tax records report next to no income. It's also quite the portfolio for a man who's been accused by multiple people of relentless stalking, harassment, and emotional torment. Reading his bio, you'd think he was the reincarnation of St. Germain. Oh, wait. Not only does Thomas refer to himself as St. Germain and did so in an interview with me, he has told many people he believes himself to be the reincarnation of St. Germain. And again, I'm reading from uh, the phoenixenigma.com. This is part of the Isaac Happy Mind Map. And so I am reading Corey's words. Who is Phoenix Enigma? From Wikipedia, Count St. Germain, also sometimes referred to as Master Rakowski or Master R is a legendary spiritual master of the ancient wisdom in various theosophical and post-theosophical teachings, said to be responsible for the new age, culture of the age of Aquarius, and identified with the Count Saint Germain from Saint 1710 to 1784, who has been variously described as a courtier, adventurer, inventor, alchemist, pianist, violinist, an amateur composer. The many faces of Thomas Schoenberger. Thomas Schoenberger has attempted to keep his photos off social media to the greatest extent possible in an attempt to minimize exposure. I believe this is an attempt to isolate his online stalking behavior from his legitimate musical career business, Sophia Music, which is big in Europe. Still, victims of TS continue to post and share his photos in their effort to warn others about him. Victims and survivors of Thomas Schoenberger. Okay, we're going to skip through this part. Again, I will be sourcing this. All right, so I want to play a video uh, for you. Uh, this, is, this is so telling about what I, I'm talking about. How Thomas Schoenberger uses sock accounts to work cons, influence, and harass others. And this is also uploaded to Corey's website at the phoenixenigma.com. And we shall play it for you here. Oh, there's a few. People, people were being told to stalk somebody else. 
according to the, the, the puppet master in this is Schellenberger, and he's telling you to stalk somebody else. Well, the first time that he like told me to do some cicada work, he asked me to make 30 Twitter accounts. And I was like, what? And, and you know, things like that, I never did. Things that uh, didn't... Uh, so you like- okay, I'm going to stop this for just a second. This is Lestat, who also worked on Cicada 3301. And he has a long-standing feud with Manuel Chavez, as well as Defango, as well as Thomas Schoenberger. All right? I wanted you to have three separate sock accounts on Twitter. 30. 30. 30. Okay. 30. 30. Like, Excuse me. That's that's the amount that he that he has. He, he told me, oh, if you're ready to make some money, you, uh, start making 30 uh, Twitter accounts. I was like, what? Uh, oh. I was at first like money. I never joined Cicada uh, thinking that I was going to make some money. How many, I, how many members did you come across in this puzzle? How many people do you think were involved? Excluding the sock accounts. That including the sock no, accounts. No, no, no. Ex- excluding without the without without the thirty. You know, everybody is thirty people. How many people were involved in? Maybe actively, and that eventually went and and maybe uh, 12, 14 times. Wow! So not a big not a big crew at all. I mean, when we when you think about how big QAnon is, QAnon can be literally maybe a million people. Right? It, it was because a it, it's in a way that uh, so that group of people would target only influencers. I you see. Know? Ah, and gotcha. It 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 produces that they they would only go after the those kind of people. That's why you see so they. That's all you need. Then you're telling me that's all you need is a dozen people. A dozen people have 30 different accounts. They have 30 Twitter accounts. They have YouTube accounts too, Facebook. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, even so, they could even not necessarily – there you can add uh, the people that are mainly – that are aware, an example, of that Cicada has been hijacked and are working in tandem from the outside with uh, this character, like in another movement, like maybe from the QAnon, but it's in contact with, uh, with this uh, little cluster – that is Cicada, but it's in contact also with the cluster that is uh, the Unity for J scan, you know, and 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 so on and so forth. That that's why uh, we see them, the same characters over and over at the same uh, You know, maybe some new characters here and there, but at the core, you see them all always the yeah. same. No, that's a lot because if you're saying if you're saying that there's maybe let's just round it off to fifteen people in a, in a gang, and fifteen people have. 30 accounts so that's 450 names coming mm-hmm. at you through 15 people that are controlled all saying the same thing exactly that's how so they that's 400 debate. that's that can bomb the shit out of a youtube channel where where all of the accounts are sock accounts people talking and then answering themselves with a different account and they're having this lengthy conversation that that debunks everything you're saying is that is that kind of the idea is that what you saw i i, I got a video where this so, so that same character uses almost like maybe 50 accounts he left it in a comment section on a video where with each sock account he put one word at, at with all words with uh oh somehow um this has stopped for a second playing here i don't know why it's doing that that's weird. Hold on. 
Give me just a moment. Uh, you know what? It, it's okay that this took a little bit of a break here, um, you know, because I, I, as I was watching it, when he talks about the sock puppet accounts, um, when he talks about the sock puppet accounts, that that has exactly happened to me. Uh, there was a woman that was um, part of the panel on Cicada 3301, the Cicada Effect broadcast that I did, live stream, that was talking to me underneath a profile that I did not know was her on Twitter. And uh, I, I was getting annoyed by the profile. And then right before everything, all the house of cards went down, she sent me an email saying, oh, this profile is me. And if it tripped me out, it tripped me out that I was communicating with somebody that I knew but was not revealing that that's who they were for like three weeks before, before they told me. And, uh, and so there you go on that. Let, let's continue. Oh my goodness. Why is it doing this? I don't know why it is. Um, why, how, why is it stopped? Hold on. Let's try. Well, darn it. Of course I would have technical difficulties with this. But you know what? Um, let me let me reboot the reboot the page and see if that helps if I can get a better um, a better a better a better broadcast on it. Okay, you know what? Um, you know you can't you can't control these things, right? <laughs> it plays perfect when I did it before, and now I'm having problems. Uh, so, but even if I don't go back to it, I think you get the point that this is Lestat admitting to how they do what they do, and uh, how they will uh, surround somebody. And, uh, and 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 ambush them with uh, with with these uh, sock puppet accounts. Let me see if it will play now. Hold on. Um, let me see if I can get it to work here. You know, ironically, I've had strange. Strange technical difficulties while trying to do this. All right, you know what? Maybe it's time for a break. Maybe it's time for a break. We'll come back. I'll try to play the rest of that particular broadcast, and we will be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back. Uh, I, I'm not even going to do bumper music right now because I just I, I'm afraid of this connection here. So we're going to continue with um, with this broadcast, uh, and it is uh, Thomas Schoenberger Schoenberger case study number sixteen: How to Cyberstalk Marcus Contes and Arturio Toy Toy Toyovsky, and uh, this is on Brighton.com. 
you know, it's unfortunate that other competing uh, places that you can upload material do not work as good as YouTube. Um, that's a problem. Anyway, here we go. Group of people would target only influencers. I you see. Know, ah, and, gotcha. It, it, it produces that they, they would only go after the, those kind of people. That's why you see so they That's all you need then. You're telling me that's all you need is a dozen people. A dozen people have 30 different accounts. They have 30 Twitter accounts. They have YouTube accounts too. Facebook. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, even so, they could even not necessarily there. You can add uh, the people that are mainly that are aware. An example of that cicada has been hijacked and are working in tandem from the outside with uh, this character, like in another movement, like maybe from the QAnon, but it's in contact with uh, with this uh, little cluster that right. is cicada. But it's in contact also with the cluster that is uh, the Unity for J scan. You know, and, and, and so on and so forth. That, that's why uh, we see them, the same characters over and over at the same, uh, you know, maybe some new characters here and there, but at the core, you see them all always the yeah. same. No, that's a lot because if you're saying, if you're saying that there's maybe, let's just round it off to 15 people in a, in a gang, and 15 people have 30 accounts, so that's 450 names coming at you through 15 people that are controlled all saying the same thing exactly that's how so they that's 400 that's that can bomb the shit out of a youtube channel where where all of the accounts are sock accounts people talking and then answering themselves with a different account and they're having this lengthy conversation that that debunks everything you're saying is that is that kind of the idea is that what you saw i i, I got a video where this so that same character uses almost like maybe 50 accounts he left it in a comment section in a video where with each sock account he put one word at, at with all words would uh made the text but it's really impressive and and all uh black men an example and then yeah. and same time frame i mean it, it's obvious but it's impressive to see how many so they can create they can hype up uh, a topic, you know, just maybe three, four people with, a, with all of those accounts, they can create uh, again fake hype. Can you tell me? Can you tell me what uh, this particular law under the under the um, supervision of Puppet Master Schoenberger? Can you can you reveal who who you targeted? Oh, uh, like I said, we I never did that. Right. You know, so who that, did they I, target? Who did you witness them targeting? Well, in, in this case, it, it like the whole hyping up the Q thing, and and when when they remember, it, it, this is like really convoluted story, and I I don't want to uh, maybe I, I don't want to confuse people, but in in example, mm, uh, like targeted. I'm trying to look for, for I'm, I'm thinking about a, a quick example that, that I can think. Okay, so uh, in, in they try to hijack anonymous Scandinavia. They, they try to portray themselves as being the holder of that account. Why? Because they were targeting a person that had close contact with WikiLeaks. And eventually they did contact her and uh, recruited her and stopped the hell out of her. But they... they the example when anonymous Scandinavia tweeted on 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 it it re replied oh thanks uh, T S got it 
uh, cipher code, blah, blah, blah. So in the in the DM section, that person would say, hey, did you look uh, at the new post of Anonymous? Somebody said, uh, send uh, like a shout out to, to TS, why don't you check it out? And then when that, and, and that person that was sending uh, that other person to check that tweet, that was TS. And at the end, when that person is convinced that TS is this uh, glorified person, that person is gonna eventually present TS I mean, TS would present himself with another account, you know, so it's going to yeah. say, oh, let me present to you uh, the composer, master mathematician, creator of Cicada 301, Bitcoin, uh, the internet, blah, 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 uh, and, <laughs> and, and St. Germain, uh, Thomas Schoenberg, because that's another thing, you know, uh, they, they even get lost, lost, lost in, in so many lies, but yeah. That's a that's a perfect example, and that's something that he does, and they do that. Uh, if if you can find it even ridiculous, that why would somebody do that? But they do, you no. Know? Yeah, um, no, it may it does make sense because it it's almost like the guru. You you're now being introduced to the guru, the all powerful, because you've been because he's been pumping you with the idea that he's the all powerful, right? It's through a fake account. You're talking to someone, you think it's somebody else, and then finally. It's him talking to you, pumping, pumping him himself up. up, pumping air into his own balloon. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So when you meet him, like whatever he it sounds says, like a lot of work about, too. It's a lot of work. It sounds like this guy puts in a lot of a lot of hours doing this, right? It's, a, it's totally total profession, right? Mm -hmm. Professional professional stalker. He he gets paid on, on a monthly basis. By how does he? Who, how does tell me how the money flows? Tell me. Well, uh, he receives uh, basically donations. You know, he has this, uh, let's call it, facade uh, channel called Sophia Music, where he supposedly uh, puts out his music and artistic videos that are all whitewashed music. Mm -hmm. You know, that the videos are not original; that they are just uh, just copied and whitewashed and, and, and downgraded. So. Uh, YouTube has doesn't have a problem. That's a, a honeypot, but a honeypot. Uh, yeah, in a way a that front. that's like you, that, you that's could call it a front, a front, a front group. Uh huh. Yeah, that's why he's gonna present himself as a, a composer and mm -hmm. this and that, and you're gonna go to the channel because you don't see, you know, the chance that you have seen every single musical video or every single musical piece out on the internet is really minimum. You know, so he's gonna maybe take a piece of this Turkish composer or this uh, guy over at, uh, I don't know, Thailand that is not really well known, but is really talented. Okay. And he's going to bring it and, and portray it's it. Him. And uh -huh. he says, it's him. Look how great of a, a piano player. So you, you have, and you also have a personal experience with this particular uh, Thomas Schoenberg, a puppet master, where he claims to be the thing you're saying, which is a composer. And okay, you, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stop it there, but I think you get the idea um, from this confession of Arturo Toriaovsky, okay, uh, who also goes by underneath the name Lestat. Uh, so, yay, it played. Um, I'm happy about that. All right, I want to go back into some of the reading uh, about him uh, that I have, and I'm going to skip forward here to the Schoenberger effect. 
which is ironic because I called the, because I, I did see when I met Thomas Schellenberger and the stuff was going on between me and Jesse Davis. And, you know, there was this, you know, it, it looked like Jesse Davis was the bad guy, but it looks like Thomas Schellenberger has uh, attacked Jesse Davis and his wife. And his wife, Pilvana, got involved with the Cicada 3301 puzzle. Um, Thomas Schoenenberger had all kinds of emails with her. It kind of messed with her head. And she had a breakdown over it. And so there's this big feud going on between them. And let me just give you a little bit more of my personal story. As this was going on, uh, all of a sudden, you know, when this feud was happening, and I was still in my finals of this last semester, and I had to postpone it. Thank God I postponed it because... The aftermath of it was um, very, very stressful. And if I'd done it while I was in finals, who knows, maybe it would have broke me too, you know. But Thomas wanted me to do a show with a woman named Marcia Stockton, who uh, says that she composes with him, and another woman uh, named Mindy Waite, who also is part of the Cicada 3301 team. And, and they are all on a website together with the Cicada 3301 token. And another, he's a former reality television, television star. His name is Titus Frost. He has done, he did shows way back when with Isaac Cappy. He was on Lift the Veil. So there's this little circle. Uh, I think Titus was also a 33, uh, Cicada 3301 player. And I interviewed him. I interviewed them. I basically let them um, talk about the harassment that they were getting from other people uh, sourcing against Jesse Davis. And uh, while this was going on, Thomas was pushing me to get a restraining order against Jesse Davis of which I backed out of, thank God. Uh, and so, again, like, as I mentioned earlier, there's this thing where there's a bad guy, then they become your savior, then all of a sudden they push you into these legality issues, and uh, and then um, and then they're the bad guy. And then they come after you, and they try to start to pressure you into a, a legal situation. And that is exactly what happened to me in a matter of days after me doing the live stream. But I'll get to that a little bit more towards the end of this of this podcast. But I want to read about the Schoenberger effect. And the, the Schoenberger effect is also referred to as the Schoenberger kiss of death. Is a phenomenon wherein anyone unlucky enough to befriend and or work with Thomas Schoenberger will have their lives and mental health disrupted to a very serious degree due to Thomas's mental and emotional, emotional manipulation. This new victim will then be used as a proxy to carry out Thomas's harassment and narcissistic-fueled chaos. Because of this manipulation, this new victim will be identified as a threat by those whom Thomas is using this new victim to attack, stalk, and harass. The new victim will be spun into a world of chaos of the likes he's never experienced before, including disinformation, paranoia, alternative realities, long-running grudges, slander, and character assassination. This will lead to multiple persons reaching out to this new victim and attempting to warn them as to who and what Thomas Schoenberger truly is and what is currently really happening to them. 
The new victim, however, having been handpicked and groomed by Thomas, will have already been fed Thomas's narrative about how he's the real victim, and all of these people approaching him are part of an ongoing gang-stalking operation designed to destroy him. And this is absolutely true. This is exactly what happened to me. Because Thomas will have already gotten his new victim to support him in some way, usually by giving him a platform or unknowingly attacking one of Thomas's many other victims, this new victim will be viewed as the threat that he, she is. And that's what happened between me and Jesse Davis. This in turn will cause Thomas's past victims to attack this new victim, driving him closer to Thomas. Thomas will use this new victim to further perpetuate his cons and attacks until the, until the point the victim either figures out what is happening or is completely destroyed himself, at which point Thomas simply walks away. Eventually, everyone figures out who and what Thomas Schoenberger truly is. But by this time, he has targeted and groomed several new victims. As for the most recent victim, a few things... He will have undergone extreme mental and emotional manipulation at the hands of Thomas, oftentimes having allowed himself to have been pulled into a delusional reality of Thomas's construct, wherein he, she, participated willingly because of this. The new victim will have many, have made many of Thomas's past victims his own enemies, and these victims will continue to fight with each other long after Thomas has moved on to new victims, and the cycle continues. It has been my finding that most people are simply too exhausted, embarrassed, and or destroyed to seek justice and simply pray that Thomas goes away and never contacts or harasses them again. Because Thomas operates in the gray and gets others to do the dirty work, there is still the court, there's still little the courts can do either. The courts haven't caught up with social media technology and the stalking and harassing crimes perpetuated by people like Thomas Schoenberger are simply not prosecutable. How do I know this? Because not only have uh, over a dozen people told me their stories personally, but because it happened to me, I was wise enough not to never bite on any of Thomas's bait and keep him at a distance. However, many have fallen for his cons. And we're gonna get right back after the break. I'm gonna play you uh, a video uh, called the Schoenberger effect of other people confessing what happened to them and the damage they did, the damage that Thomas Schoenberger allegedly did to them. And we will be right back. And I'm going to play a little outro music here. So with from Sour Turn, instrumental version by Penderaps. Well, it should be playing. I don't know why it's not playing. Lo and behold, what is happening? Oh, here we go. <laughs> we'll be right back with not more, not my rabbit hole. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to Not My Rabbit Hole. You might hear uh, my cat 
little hoopling, hooping in the background. He's on his mating call out the window. I'd like to welcome Orlando to the podcast. See, there he goes. There you go, baby. Orlando was sleeping, and I thought, oh, wow, he's sleeping now. Let me make this podcast, and he is now awakened and um, doing the prowl around my apartment. Um, He will settle down here in a moment, but you might hear him. Welcome, Orlando. Welcome. Meow, 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 oh, 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 here he comes. He's on a, don't jump up here, don't jump up here. No, oh, you know he's going to. Oh, there he is. He's like right by the computer. Don't get near the laptop. Don't get near the laptop. Good boy. Big boy. Good boy, big boy. Okay, so if cats only knew that they were part of your of your podcast. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. To my podcast. All right. Uh, I want to go ahead and play this video from uh, Phoenix Enigma's mind map of Isaac Cappy. This is uh, called the Schoenberger Effect. And uh, you, this it starts off with uh, Nathan Stoltman from Lift the Veil and the late Isaac Cappy. So, uh, so here we go. Talk to his dad, everything. Actually, cool. it, now it's not it's starting a- off with that. It is, of course, here we go. I think everybody's going to be interested in what you said today. Like I said, I want to stay in touch with you. I'm not too far away from you either. We talked about that. Um, and I'm willing to, you know, I know you need support. You you actually could use money and support, but at least if, if not money, support from other people who can help you out. And, and fortunately, you have a few people. I just tell you, be cautious of all your new friends. You know, be cautious of the, you know, be smart. That's all you. I, I am smart, and thank you. That is very good advice. Yeah, I, I, I just been through it with these cults and stuff before. And, and, and like I said, I somebody actually came into my life and uh, became my girlfriend. And it was all, uh, it was all the cult, you know, it ran psyops on me, tried to make me insane, really. And I almost got there. So just, I mean, they're willing to go out to any lengths, you know, call, you know, calling my, I live with my dad. I'm not, don't make enough money doing this to get out of the house. Call my dad, emailing my psychiatrist, you know, it was a, a really, really uh, nasty experience. So just be cautious. Know that I, I know what you're, what you're going through. Uh, regardless of whether you tell the truth or not, you're, you know, you're making a difference. So people are going to come after you. I think that popping sound is coming from his microphone. So my apologies for that. Uh, Nathan Stoltman from Lift the Veil. I think it's coming from his, his microphone. So I apologize for that. Hold on. Um, and, and God bless you for, you know, I, I want, uh, I pray that you're protected uh, in all of this and that, and that what you believe is true. In the background, you're going to hear uh, the Phoenix and Nick. Now, this is a guy who um, goes by the name fucking Freddy. <laughs> and he is talking about Phoenix Enigma, who is the author of this blog and research. 
Ma. He's a guy that uh, I bumped into a video of his, and he was saying that he didn't see any traffic and blah, 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 blah. We looked into some other shit. And it seems like the I-40 maybe shut down, blah, 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 whatever. But this Enigma guy has Thomas Schoenberger on his freaking show yesterday. Uh, for one thing, Thomas doesn't go on your show unless you're controlled and scripted. For another thing, Thomas is the fucking piece of shit that sent me and my family death threats. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't like what's going on, but it's none of my business. But see, he manipulates me. Now, this person is um, Denise Matau. I'm going to uh, bring the volume up. Denise is the person that I did the live stream with that Thomas Schoenenberger was in my live stream. Now, this woman, she's talking against Thomas Schoenenberger right now, but now she's his buddy, and she has been um, going after me. Uh, saying awful things about me on Twitter. She has contacted my own colleagues. Yesterday, I was told by one of my other colleagues on who has a live stream on YouTube that she sent about 10, maybe 12 emails repeatedly, at, one after another about me. Um, now, obviously, he doesn't believe her, but, you know, he did send a message to me, a private message on uh, Twitter and going, thanks for opening up your cra cr you know, can of crazy and did LOL. But, you know, I talked to him about it, but I think that he's, he's had, he had a lot of drama about things that were going on in the internet and he felt, you know, it's, it's like, he's busy. He's, he's got a really popular show or a show that's increasingly getting more popular on YouTube. And uh, it wasn't something he had to deal with today. And it just kind of puts a bad, this is what they do. This is when they, when, when they go after you, they go after you in a group and then they go after your personal contacts because they want to ruin you. They want to ruin your reputation. They want to shut you down. And uh, I do believe that Denise is kind of not all there. And she's a perfect candidate, I believe, to be manipulated by somebody like Thomas Schellenberger. Tries to sick them on each other. That's, that's all he does. He's a psychopath. He has a, a narcissistic disorder and Donna Amaral plays into it because they, they're having this online, I don't know, cyber sex or something. And that's what she's into. So, um, but... Here he is, continuing to just throw at me that he wants me to do this. Um, Appreciate what you're saying, but you have to understand something. I have spent the last at least six months, if not longer, trying to avoid Thomas, to avoid the cicadas, to avoid Q, to avoid Lestat, uh, to avoid uh, Duality, who is also Word, who does the... Um, the post-production for all of Sophia music, okay? In the process of me avoiding them and not saying Thomas's name on streams and avoiding conversations about this shit, I've been inundated with emails from Thomas directing me to scrub screen streams, uh, scrub comments out of chats, and block people from the chats that didn't suit his narrative and didn't suit what he wanted. I refused. Since I listen, since I refused, my personal life and reality has went to shit. Okay, we are getting sued. My mortgage company is just abruptly going to take our fucking house from us unless we come up with a, a buttload of money. There's all the, there's a bunch of variables going on 
So and, don't you think, uh, wait a minute, though. So now you're telling me this. Don't you think you should pull your fucking ass off YouTube out of this fucking thing? Don't insert yourself. You're obviously heavily manipulated by this fucking clown. You need to you don't fucking. Understand what, I'm saying. what are you gonna do that's gonna help yourself by making a YouTube video? What are you gonna do you by proving that Lestat Listen, and? Let me let me let me make a point. I tried to pull myself away. This this Thomas is Satan in my life. Okay, I am at this brink where I either join teams with him, give him my PayPal, let him put me on his payroll, or he's gonna keep attacking me out of fear. I have kept Thomas's name out of my mouth, and I have held their secrets. Why is okay? So now that we know this, all this stuff, why when when Freddie invited you into the live stream and you talked to Lestat, everything was cool, and now it's an evolution of the story. You're telling me the story. You're cracking a smile. You're looking up. I'm like fucking. I'm just fucking in awe, man. I'm. You know, you're talking to China to three. Auto LARP, I mean, their third-party fucking notification is in effect on all these motherfucking live streams, kid. So, I mean, you better fucking smarten up. Take a fucking break from YouTube. I don't want to see you touch anything that Lestat gives you, motherfucker. You are so played out. You, know you are so played you know out, you need to fucking stop playing the game. Anymore. I really don't. You are I, played I out, man. I have nothing to prove to you. You need There's, to. I don't even fucking know you outside of uh, barely, of, of seeing a couple of your streams and shit. I value your opinion and I've listened to you at great lengths. Good. And, and I saved you. Channel and all that I shit. saved but, you from PizzaGate. I'm, I'm happy I'm I saved you. Years old. I sa I'm not a goddamn kid, and I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. Good. So and if I feel like starting a live stream tomorrow, I will be on there whether you want to see me do it or not. Good. Uh, checking out. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Let's put out three parts of his 10, 10 part series or whatever. Um, dude, I, I was staying neutral as possible and, and giving you the benefit of the doubt. And that's why I, you know, I brought Thomas on, which you knew, you knew Thomas was coming on this morning because I immediately told you you were on my stream when it happened. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, there's a lot of distractions in the chat. Uh, the thing is, is I I now have to, I honestly feel in my gut that you are being extremely deceptive, Lestat. And so anybody that respects me and anybody that, that you know, that possibly has any, uh, uh, you know, thinks that anything in my opinion, uh, I want you to, to really take a a couple of grains of salt with Lestat's videos. And I'll also like to say that, that since uh, you decided to make yourself an opposing party to me just now, that I honestly have avoided watching many of your videos because I do not feel that you are, I feel like you're putting curses and you're using occult shit in your videos to brainwash people. And, and anybody that knows me personally, I've told them also, do not watch your videos. So just to put that out there, just on a personal note, that's how I really feel with that. Wow. I wrote Thomas back. and Very interesting, I'll tell you this. Because I've been exposing shit for a year. I exposed Q, I exposed 
backyard bra, I exposed all these things. And it was really strange because this, this group that we've seen before, um, that I've, that, re- that information came out about lately, they've um, been acting really strange lately. But I'll say this, I'm very impressed with how Thomas wrote me because he was very direct to the point, no nonsense. So I wrote him back a very long email, just letting him know why I am at the point that I'm at right now and uh, how the reasons for why I'm at the point I am and just anyway, all that good stuff. So I feel like it was a good communication. I haven't heard back yet. I may have, but I haven't looked. So, but I want to say this, I don't think it's strange for Thomas to email me, but I do think what's strange is all of this is coming to kind of a head. And if I, and I'm not saying like, please take Thomas out of the equation um, because you have all of those guys, Twitter, YouTube, uh, in their discord, just talking all kinds of shit and smack about me and leaving shit in my comments and just going kind of batshit crazy in the last two days. And what's... Okay, can you watch this? We're looking. Explain what we're looking at. This is okay. you talking uh, to uh, Thomas, actually, obviously. Okay, so uh, this is Thomas email. This is really well known. Um, and this is something, okay, when I read it, when the first time I read, I read this, well, I was like, angry but that was just it <clears throat> uh i never saw any evidence of this just by what he what uh thomas said and he also said it uh like face to face to me that he saw uh Bangle, Manuel's Chavez or whatever, uh, Manuel Chavez. Doing that. okay so <clears throat> it says when i caught him on a computer with what i looked like underage kids in underwear he claimed that it was monograph stuff uh, Intel, Intel Baller, it's just someone that uh, was. Intel Baller. I think uh-huh. he's uh, rebranded as Baller. I could be mistaken as a Okay, that, I'm going to kind of end this here because I think you guys get the point of what I'm talking about, uh, about what the Schoenberger effect is and how these how he operates and how the people around him operate with him and how he puts pe- pits people against one another. Um the next thing that I uh, want to go into uh, is uh, what Cicada 3301 is. Now, uh, you will get a better understanding of it by listening to my interview with some of the people, some of the people from Cicada 3301. I highly re- recommend that you listen to the audio version. This is the only piece of place that you can find the audio version. Uh, I will have a redacted version of a video up but the problem was is that when i uploaded it to youtube i got a privacy complaint uh i was given i had the show all outlined with marcia stockton as a guest uh marcia wait as a guest i mean um, mindy wait as a guest and titus frost and at the last minute uh thomas gave me another blog to read i agreed to do it i didn't look my fault i did not look it over it well enough um it was written by uh freedompublishers.com uh with uh written by a guy named he's either goes by ewan richie or he also goes by chris mcgimsey jones 
and there was somebody's email in it. And I noticed it while I was saying it. Okay, so that got a privacy strike. The next day I uploaded an audio vision version and a day later, my original video that I did with uh, Denise Matau got a harassment and cyberbully claim, a strike. First strike I've ever had on my channel. And then I got a strike for harassment and cyberbully for the Cicada 3301 video. I did appeal both videos and the strike was removed from the Cicada 3301. I had already removed it. Um, there's no reason for me to have a, a cyber harassment um, strike. My feeling is, as this is the strike came from the very people that I interviewed, but I will talk about that more towards the end of my podcast, because right now I want to continue on to the next part of exactly what Cicada 3301 is. And we will be doing that right after this break. Yes, we shall take a break and we shall come back and reconvene. All right, welcome back to Not My Rabbit Hole. Ooh, there it went, it stopped. Let's play this again, baby. Oh, it stopped anyway. I always forget that. Yeah! hitting my finger wrong on here. Did you ever hit your finger wrong? I bet you did. Okay. Um, all right. So welcome back to uh, Not My Rabbit Hole with Terry Joyce. I am Terry Joyce. And we are, the title of this podcast is Suicide Trolling Part 3. Who is Thomas Schoenberger? And we're going to get into what, uh, what Phoenix Enigma writes about what Cicada 3301 is. And this is, I mean, it is riveting. It's, it's the reason why I wanted to do this interview because this game is very interesting. So here we go. One thing is 100% clear. Thomas Schoenberger, Game Jack, stole the Cicada 3301 puzzle. Thomas is not the genius puzzle builder he purports to be. He is a fraud. This is Phoenix Enigma's opinion. So I'm just sharing that with you. Okay. Aside from the key players of Thomas S. and Defango being wrapped up in the Cicada project, the project itself really has nothing to do with Isaac. What is of note, however, is the occulted and mysterious overtones of the project, which have transferred into the situation and scenario surrounding the death of Isaac Caffey. That and both Cicada 3301 and the events surrounding the death of Isaac Caffey involve many of the same characters. Thomas Schoenberger, Manny Chavez III, Defango, and Arturo Lestat, and perhaps others I'm not yet to name publicly. Like the Cicada 3301 project, the investigation of Isaac Cappy has been nothing short of an elaborate puzzle full of occultism, hidden players, and surprising twists and turns. Although the key figure of the Cicada 3301 organization, Thomas Schoenberger, alleges he had limited contact with Isaac during the last three years of Isaac's life, his name has been mentioned regularly throughout the investigation. 
I don't know whether it's because his detractors and enemies are simply loud and prolific with their criticism or if there's a deeper connection. The day following Isaac's death, Thomas was accused of being involved in the death of Isaac by Manny Chavez III Defango, Gabe Hoffman, and Elia Priest, but these allegations have yet to be proven. In fact, no law enforcement agency has ever looked into this matter as it is believed that Isaac's death is an open and shut case of suicide with no extenuating circumstances. I find this official position a bizarre. Maybe it's simply a lack of interest or intelligence on the part of law enforcement investi investigators, but the figures in the Cicada 3301 project overlap directly with those who were allegedly asked to wiretap the parents of Seth Rich by financier Ed Butowski, and also overlap with ongoing and never-ending accusations on social media LARPing as to where the blame lies for the death of Isaac. A lot of people are saying a lot of things in regards to most of this, and there has simply been no official investigation or interest in the matter. I want to be clear. I don't believe the Cicada 3301 project directly has anything to do with the death of Isaac. At this point, I'm not prepared to say what I do believe, other than that the matter should be looked into by investigating authorities, preferably the FBI, who has interstate jur jurisdiction. What is Cicada 3301? A basic background of Cicada 3301 has been entered here as several of the key players of this investigation were or are currently members of the organization. The name has been thrown around quite a bit and in some circles has become synonymous with Thomas Schoenberger. There is much mystery surrounding Cicada 3301, everything from its inception and purpose, which is purported to be a recruiting site for government hackers to a modern day tech technological spell that infiltrates people's minds and sucks them into the dark world of the occult. Seeing that Thomas sits at the center of the Cicada project, I feel it is important to flesh it out here. The Cicada project has managed to weave itself not only into internet history, but is to date one of the top four puzzles ever disseminated on the World Wide Web. The occultic overtones and mystery surrounding the project are no doubt key to its longevity and infamous status. From Wikipedia, Cicada 3301 is a nickname given to an organization that on three occasions has posted a set of puzzles to recruit codebreakers, linguists from the public. The first internet puzzle started on January 4th, 2012 on 4chan and ran for approximately one month. A second round began one year later on January 4th, 2013, and the third round following the confirmation of a fresh clue posted on Twitter on January 4th, 2014. The stated intent was to recruit intelligent individuals by presenting a series of puzzles that were to be solved. No new puzzles were published on January 4th, 2015. However, a new clue was posted on Twitter on January 5th, 2016. In April 2017, a verified PG, PGP signed message was found. Beware false paths. Always verify PG signature from SA35090F. That message explicitly denies the validity of any unsigned puzzle, at, puzzle as recently as April 2017. The puzzles focused heavily on data security, cryptography, and steganography. It has been called the most elaborate and mysterious puzzle of the internet age, and it is listed as one of the top five eeriest unsolved mysteries on the internet. 
and much speculation exists as to its function. Many have speculated that the puzzles are a recruitment tool for the NSA, CIA, MI6, a Masonic conspiracy or cyber mercenary group. Others have claimed Cicada 3301 is an alternate reality game. No company or individual has taken credit for it, attempted to monetize it, however. Cicada's 3301's occultic ties. Absolutely, there are occultic ties to Cicada 3301. In fact, the entire project is predicted and predicted around cult occultism or hidden knowledge. Like myself, Thomas is an occultist, which means someone who studies hidden knowledge. A knowledge base of esoteric information not regularly disseminated into the public yet sits at the foundation of most of our common sciences. Traditionally, this knowledge has been seated in the ancient mystery schools of not only European culture, but Indian, Chinese, ancient Egyptian, etc. What's more, this knowledge factors center into nearly every major religious system known to man. Seeing that puzzles are things that are intrinsically hidden, the occult and puzzle making go hand in hand. From Wikipedia, as the group had gained notoriety and public attention, many have asserted that the puzzles are an introduction to occult principles and possibly even recruitment for a cult. Tim Daly, a senior research fellow with the Conservative Christian Family Research Council, analyzed the teachings of Cicada 3301 and stated, the enigmatic Cicada 3301 appears to be drawing participants inexorably into the dark web of the occult, a la Blavatsky and Crowley. At the heart of the enchantment is the counterfeit pr promise of ultimate meaning through self-divination. Others have claimed that the Cicada 3301 puzzles are model, modern and technological equivalent to the Enlightenment journey within the Western esotericism esotericism and mystery schools. Who is Cicada 3301? As far as I know, not all the original orchestrators of the Cicada puzzles have come forward, but it is known that it was comp comprised of a tight-knit group of coders and puzzle makers. Thomas Schoenberger game-jacked the puzzle in 2015 and picked up where the original game masters left off. Thomas has made it clear on several occasions with both myself, both with both myself and others, that is not the sole purpose behind Cicada 3301. Well, of course not. To claim so would be an outright, easily, easily provable lie. Towards the end of my contact with Thomas, I asked him in a telephone conversation why his name was never mentioned by anyone in a documentary about Cicada 3301. Why, outside of our conversations on the online drama, his name is never mentioned. He told me something to the effect that he likes to stay out of the light. Coming from a narcissist, this is, this is hilarious. I've noticed there's a crossover between the Cicada logo and Thomas's work as the logo has appeared in several of his music videos posted at Sophia Music. That's spelled M-U-S-I-K, by the way. There is also a crossover of identified music in at least two of the later puzzles out by Cicada 3301 after T.S. stole the operation. The artist and composition of, his, of this piece of music have not been identified to date, but it would make sense saying that Thomas is a composer. He would be the source of the music. Thomas says that Cicada 3301 was named after Thomas S. The Cicada part was chosen because cicadas are ventriloquists and throw their voices to avoid being eaten by predators. They stay hidden. The 3301 part is actually play on Thomas's birthday, June 1st, 3 plus 3 equals 601. Oh, Here is a video. Oh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> there's a video that there he's saying that uh, that's included in, in, in the blog. It says, here's a video of Thomas Schoenberger made, made explaining his stalking and thinly veiled Judas prophecy threats to Manny Chavez. Okay, that's that's a whole Judas prophecy, and we're not going to get to that. All right, I'm going to stop here for right now um, and take a break, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to recap with my own story about what happened, and that will be the last part of this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for, again, listening so far. I realize this is a lot of information, but I hope that you find it as interesting as I am. I find this to be absolutely fascinating. Oh, yeah, it's fascinating. into uh, what happened to me personally. So like I said before, I had this woman, Denise Matau, as a guest on my show. Uh, Thomas Schoenenberger was in the chat room. Uh, he tried to offer me cryptocurrency after the show. He found my email, my personal email that's associated with my PayPal account and sent me an email, started conversing with me on Twitter. I started all of a sudden I was swarmed with all these people that were just, you know, apparently defending me against Manuel Chavez and Jesse Davis. And Jesse Davis was making videos about me. His wife's making videos about me. So I had this big drama, just like what's been described, how they, they do. Like you think there's an enemy. You think Thomas is this, you know, great musician. And I, and I was curious about the cicada puzzles. They wanted to do a video with me. And I did, it was great. The interview is very interesting. And again, the audio version is available here. You, you, they, they describe the cicada puzzle as being a way of enlightening people, a renaissance to fight against the bad people of the world. They claim to have been giving their, uh, they have their tokens. They made, there, there is money that they have made, that they have donated. I know like Phoenix, Phoenix Enigma said that they had no money, but they have donated to, for, you know, like other countries, uh, impoverished countries and this and that. And, they have like, they claim to have a humanitarian, um, they do humanitarian work and it's it's about the renaissance and enlightenment. When I did the video, uh, you know, my channel is not huge. I haven't broken a, a thousand yet. I'm almost at a thousand. Last I look, I think I had 897 subscribers, uh, but it did, it climbed very quickly because a lot of people know about the cicada puzzles. It went up to about 2,900 views and i did this see when when did i um do the live stream uh let me see i got done thursday was the 8th 9th 10th i, I believe i i did it on the 11th like sunday the 11th sunday the 11th or somewhere in there by the 17th i had two strikes i, I had a privacy taken down at a strike and let me let me just bear in mind too Directly after the show, Thomas Schoenenberger had a copy of, of, I mean, literally right after the show, he had made, they had a copy of it already. And they said, you're probably going to get it taken down. Well, yeah, I would get it taken down if like right before the show, somebody who's associated with them gave me something to read that they knew I would be 
get a privacy complaint on. Like, like, is it a setup? I mean, I'm not sure, but I can't say it isn't either. Uh, you and Richie, uh, his, he goes by you and Richie and uh, Chris McGimsey Jones from Freedom Publishers or FreedomPublishing.com. I, I don't, I don't really want to promote him. He, he, I did give him, I did give him permission to upload my uh, video to his platforms because I really don't care. I'm, I'm more about wanting to get information out if I believe in something, right? And I did for a while. Um, you know, let's put it, let's put it in different places and secure that this, you know, if people are wanting to take it down because what of what's in it, then you know, let let's protect it. We had had conversations with one another. He had come to me about a year ago uh, through Twitter. I've, you know, I've, I've been cyber bullied for a long time. He seems sympathetic. And then now I realize he's part of this group. Um, okay. So on December 9th, I, I believe it was like December 17th. Maybe it was the 16th. Um, about a week ago from today. I guess that's not exactly a week, is it? 15th, December 15th was the day. I got two back-to-back -back strikes, like I said, and I was able to appeal one of them. When I did the appeal on something very strange happened. First of all, like the first one came in, which was the Vigilante YouTube, the one that had Denise Matau as a guest. I had done an appeal right away, and with less than five minutes, it was rejected. And so I did at Team YouTube on Twitter. I said, how can you watch a two-and-a-half video and reject an appeal in less than five minutes. They go, send us the link. So when I went to go get the link and I I didn't have it in my dashboard anymore because it was already rejected, so it was gone. So I had to find a link somewhere else on one of my social media platforms, grabbed it. When I clicked onto it, it rolled over to a video by Jesse Davis from Just Me Too. I thought this was weird. And I thought, my, I thought oh my God, my video's hacked. So I, I was conversing with, at Team YouTube, and I was putting the link in the in the in the chat, and then I did a TikTok video out of it, just to where I can show what happens when you click on the link, so people can watch the process. That I'm not making it up. That here's a video that has been taken down on YouTube for cyberbullying and cyber harassment that I try to appeal, and then when I click onto it, it goes to the person that I think is my enemy who's been making video after video, defaming video after video, and his wife have been doing videos about me. I'm thinking, oh my God, these people hacked my video. And I had, in an email, I had included Marsha Stockton, who also is was going underneath um, a um, Twitter account relating to me that by not telling me that was her and got involved in this as trying to help me, but not tell me that it was her. So let me explain this. I sent them an email. I said, you know what? I think it might've been hacked. I'm not sure. Internally, um, I'm uploading a TikTok video right away. And, uh, and, and it should be ready as I type this message, which is true. It was uploading while I was typing the message to them, uh, you know, via email. And I succeed, had all of them included in the email post. When I went to go, uh, put the TikTok video in the comments of the at team YouTube that I was like conversing with. The thumbnail didn't come up correctly. And I went back and I clicked on it again. And all of a sudden I had a harassment bullying strike on my TikTok for this video. 
And it tripped me out because the only people that knew that I was actually uploading a video to TikTok that would able to be able to make a complaint that fast would have been them. Nobody else knew that I was uh, I was uploading a, a video to TikTok. And this made me not trust them. Now, the story has morphed to where Thomas Schoenenberger is, and, and Marcia Stockton as well is accusing me of saying that I said that she hacked my TikTok video. I never said that. At first, the only people that I said hacked anything of me, I thought it was Jesse Davis. But I don't think Jesse Davis actually really has the skills to hack something like that. But if you think about people that are associated with the Cicada 3301 puzzle, you would think that maybe they would have a group of hackers in their pocket. If that's what they were recruiting while they were doing the puzzles, correct? I mean, this is where my mind's going. So I realize, I'm beginning to realize that maybe I've been set up. Maybe I've been given a, um, I was given a graphic that I was going to get a privacy complaint. Maybe that I was going to get, you know, my, my uh, strike on my video. And I had agreed to let them, you know, take the video and put it someplace else. And Marsha Stockton on her tweets underneath this other pseudo profile, two profiles that she said, she's been trashing me. She has accused me of taking the video down to suppress it myself when, in fact, I think maybe they actually struck me so that they could play this little game and control it and act like I was a traitor. Um, they are calling me a gang stalker and a harasser with Jesse Davis now. But I did go on Jesse Davis's live stream the day my stuff went down. Because he was doing a video titled Terry, I don't know who's were Terry, Terry, Terry or Denise. And I was in the chat. And I go, I just blocked Denise. I'm done with the, I, I just blocked all these people because I don't trust them anymore. I went on and I, you know, said my side of the story and I, I did make peace with them. I, I helped me have an, another understanding of what they were going through in terms of Thomas Schoenenberger. But I'm not sure if the whole thing is just one big LARP. Like I said, my source that's also knows these, knows these people told me from his perspective that he believes that, like, for example, you know, Manuel Chavez and, and a woman named Carrie Wolf and Thomas Schoenenberger were all writing scripts that they feuded in public and that maybe, like, this whole thing is a big LARP, like what you heard in that video by Lestat about how, like, he was, like, Thomas Schoenenberger wanted him to get 30 sock puppet accounts to have conversations and ambush somebody they collectively probably will report your youtube channel i i'm actually in fear that i might even lose my youtube channel i really don't want to but i know that i in, in a sense i have a, a a target on my back in that sense so Denise Mattow has turned on me because I don't trust her either. She she had already done a video trashing me for no reason, just out of the blue, when I thought she was my friend. Almost siding with Defango because I, I, I didn't like, there was a, an incident between Kate Schneider and Defango, and Defango uh, publicly told her that he was on, on Jesse's live stream, that he was going to punch her in the face and punch her boyfriend in the face. It was very violent, very aggressive. And being that he is somebody associated with QAnon, I thought it was even more inappropriate as QAnon is on the domestic terrorist list. But she defended him. And I thought that's weird because like in a bunch of other tweets, she is saying that uh, Defango is is in a cult with, with Jesse Davis. And one of her most recent tweets is that um, I'm probably going to be dating Defango now. It's insanity. And again, I, I, I think, I think Denise has 
emotional and mental issues or she's a very good actress but she comes off as crazy she has disrupted my life she's probably tweeting as i talk about this and they the 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 harassment continues and okay so on the 19th today's the 21st two days two days ago I got an email from Thomas Schoenenberger. Originally, he wanted me to go after Jesse, but now I'm a traitor. They're saying that I am a LARP or a traitor. I'm working with Beth Bogart. I'm working for the CIA. Um, I duped them. I took advantage of them. And I got an email, which I would like to read to you. It says, Dear Miss Joyce, from Thomas Schoenenberger. Schoenberger. I'm sorry to bring you this news, but after discussion with my legal counsel, we who has interacted previously with Marsha as well, you will be disposed in the lawsuit with the possibility of you being named as a co-defendant. The deposition should take between seven and eight hours, and I would advise you to hire an attorney for this matter. You can find competent attorneys for under $700 an hour, I believe. You publicly and falsely accuse Marsha Stockton of hacking your, your TikTok channel, which she did no such thing. I never accused her. And I and I made comments on her sock puppet account i'm saying you need to show proof that i ever did this where are your receipts that i ever said anything like this this is a blatant stupid accusation of something that i've never said i've gone through the uh appearances i've done on other people's channels thinking that maybe i said that i i, I was on jesse's channel i played my stuff i didn't say it i was on another show called truth seekers I thought I was asked, he goes, you got something going on. I kind of briefly said a little bit about it, but I didn't say it there either. So this is completely fabricated. And it says, after blocking Minnie, myself, and Marsha on Twitter, of course I did, and I blocked them on my, uh, they cannot contact me through email anymore. You then went on Jesse William Davis's channel and publicly made demonstrably unproven, unproven accusations, which could merely be your opinion, but still they are legally actionable in a general defamation and torturous interference lawsuit you interacted with manuel chavez the person you accuse of physically threatening your friend kate schneider and her boyfriend known as dark journalist yes i did and i asked him for his side of the story of why he was so triggered to say something like that this is mere days after you accused him both publicly and privately of being a violent thug you then created a fabrication by stating that the name of the live stream interview you conducted with mindy and marcia was called cicada 3301 when in fact it was called the cicada effect and this is this comes down to semantics what happened was is you and richie the night before i got this email um I was being a question of, of um, why I had allowed the um, cicada three, the cicada effect to be on his channel. I made a tweet saying, and I put, instead of calling this, I accent, how I said it was something like the cicada 3301 live stream will be on his channel because I had previously given him commission, permission. I, I accidentally didn't call it the cicada effect. The night before I get this, you and Richie says, oh, it's a I 100% back what you're saying. If you want to share this on Twitter, you can. I took a screenshot and they've used that as evidence of me claiming, saying the name incorrectly. Therefore, I should be sued for it. Then you created a fabrication by saying the name of the live stream interview you conducted with Minnie and Marsha was called Cicada 3301 when it, in fact it was called the Cicada Effect. For your information, I did not personally download your original Cicada Effect video. I merely sent you a copy of it. 
one of our interviewees downloaded it. Okay, but somebody from their team downloaded it without my permission. I will not divulge who downloaded it because I believe you may be compromised, either intentionally or unwittingly, and I will not be giving you any hint or a signal of what my future legal strategies are. My attorney reviewed your emails and it asked me, is Terry Randolph on the level? I do not know. The deposition will explore any and all communication you have had with Mr. Davis, Mr. Chavez, and others. But back to the reason I'm responding this way. I'm not stalking, nor do I peer on the Cicada Effect video. I was clear in my explanation that I was preparing for a lawsuit against Bogarts, Chavez, and Davis, and it appears to me that you are in cahoots with them. And I still have these people blocked, by the way. I have not been on that show since. I am not in cahoots with these people. Finally, Sherry Vaughn, whom you interacted with on Jesse Davis's live stream after you falsely accused us and blocked us, made a threat to interrupt my wedding while falsely claiming I was stalking you. Please see attached. There was no attachment. Uh, whatever the attachment is, yeah, the, there's no, it's stupid. It's it's not even worth looking at. But I will click on it for a minute for the, for the purposes of this broadcast. You initially accused Jesse Davis of hacking you and came to for us to help. See attached. Then you blocked all of us and made public accusations that can be proven false or on a live stream where Manuel Chavez made disgusting and false allegations of sexual harassment that are, in my opinion, an attempt to evade the legal repercussions coming. As I stated publicly and privately, my attorney has worked closely with the FBI and has sent people to prison. Talk, talk about intimidation, right? I'm, I'm going to prison for this, for, for nothing, I am furthermore attached a screenshot of your public accusation against Jesse Davis on TikTok. I'm sorry if you're upset by the specter of how being involved in litigation that will costly be costly and stressful and time consuming, but it was your own perplexing behaviors and publicly false accusations that have led to this. There is no breakup of Cicada. Unfortunately, all of your communications will become a matter of public record once, didn't they say, like I said, like in previously that, that all of your public record, Everything that you said will be used against you and you will be blackmailed with it. Unfortunately, all of your communications will become a matter of public record once your deposition is entered in the court record. Depending on how the deposition goes and what to what extent you're involved in conspiring with Sherry, Chavez, Davis, and more, my attorney will be, decide if you are named a co-defendant in the case. We are seeking relief on grounds of fraud, torturous interference, and defamation, but also, we are seeking criminal indictments and my lawyer's expertise as a litigator and a strong history of working with federal investigators and in covering conspiracies leads me to believe that we have a strong case. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's made up. You are more than welcome to appear on your new friend Manuel Chavez's show or his co-conspirator show, Jesse Davis. That to me is completely idiotic because why would I do that? That will, That's just giving them more, more stuff. They will... It's so stupid. I do not watch their channels or do I follow you on social media? Yes, you do. Because Sherry Vaughn has falsely claimed I was stalking you. I asked you to not contact me directly again. Your lawyer may, your lawyer may contact me. I will direct him to my attorney. A copy of this email will be sent to my attorney cordially. Thomas Schoenberger. And he has contacted me again. Um, let me see. The tweet that Sherry made is lol today i found out the owl is in cahoots with ts that is part of uh that's marcia okay that's her her sock puppet account that i was talking about 
Denise and the rest of the gang of cyber stalkers. And I found out that you're, you all are now stalking Terry Joyce. Are y'all going to the wedding? How is this that she was threatening his wedding? It's complete paranoia on his part. I seriously doubt that I'm going to have any type of lawsuit. The whole purpose is to gang stalk me and stress me out and, uh, and, and take control of that video and defame my character and what have you. The last thing I want to do is um, play. Uh, I want you to hear. Okay. I want you to hear uh, Denise Matau in action. By the way, I did not know this, but Denise made anti-Semitic remarks against Gabe Hoffman. And here is her in action. So this is the type of person that is going after me. That's, that's why I'm showing this. I'm showing the character of this woman. And here we go. It might take me a moment to, um, wait, I do have it pulled up and ready to go already here. Um, oh, wrong. I'm going to have, give me just a second. It's going to take a moment for me to pull this up. Just a second. Okay, that's not the one I want. Hold on. It's this one. Here we go. Um, sorry. I think I have it all down and I don't. All right, so it takes a moment for it to um, to get started here. And there's a little bit of a lag before it gets to her, but she's going to speak here in just a second. Hold on. To attack all artists. Gabe Hoffman, a filthy Jew lawyer. Yes, I am anti-Semitic. Gabe Hoffman is a perfect example of why everyone should be trying to attack all artists. Gabe Hoffman, a filthy Jew lawyer. Yes, I am anti-Semitic. Gabe Hoffman is a perfect example of why everyone should be okay. trying to attack all now, artists. That, Gabe, that, got, uh, that got Denise, um, got her YouTube channel taken down. I think it's disgusting. I, th this this woman is out of I think it's disgusting okay um and then this is a little bit of a video that she did a couple of days ago she was accusing Kate Schneider and I of being involved in a coven and I'm going to allow this to play a little bit as well so enjoy yourself here we go it's going to come up here in just a second Gonna start okay all right i was ha having trouble with my sound um not being able to hear it when i checked back in this device but it works fine on other devices so i'm gonna go ahead yes um there's something really really important here i know there's a lot of foolishness going on thomas schoenberger likes to play games not a crime okay it is a crime he made up a stupid story after terry joyce showed herself to be an incredibly evil criminal disgusting person he made light of it no he did by claiming it was all you know a great no, he's trying to sue me. I don't know, me. infiltration or something. He's trying to sue me. Well, in certain ways it is, but not a little game he tried to play. His lies are the lies of playing games. They're not the lies of deception, 
stalking. I have not stalked these people. I have not stalked them. They stalked me. Setting people up to be no. killed. See? Do you see what she yes. said? The witch's coven, Light Warrior Coven. The name Light Warrior jumped out at me in connection with Terry Joyce when I was listening to another channel she's been stalking. She uses her background to, you know, and giving her the benefit of the doubt and all that other stuff. I politely presented her as professional. She uses her background, gets a lot of mileage out of it, gets herself guested up on some pretty serious shows. The Light Warriors, that name rings a bell with a lot of people watching YouTube. It kind of carries a red flag because you realize you're talking to a certain class of West Coast charlatans in the New Age world, the Jordan Sathers and these other people, who all do seem to have a strong connection into the same money laundering, trafficking criminal base. Corey Good right now is a member of that group who's going through. Okay, so how I'm perceiving it, that if she's saying that I'm I'm an occultist, which I'm not, I'm a Christian. She is calling me a light warrior, which I don't consider myself to be one. I am a digital journalism student. I'm a person who is like looking to expose and, 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 and discuss the truth. And she is associating me with trafficking and money laundering. I, I and and it goes on. It gets worse. Um, of course, I'm 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 not going to play it, but I'm I'm using this as an example of how it is, what I'm going through, and what these people's modus operandi is. This is how they work, and I hope that you have uh, found this podcast to be informative, and that you uh, that it's in, enlightening in the sense that you will know. How, what these people are doing, it's its not just me. It hasn't happened just to, me, just to me. And there are people that are dead right now, and we're not, and, and, and we're not sure why. They say it's suicide, and even if it was suicide, there is trolling like this that can cause somebody to take their own life. And that is the intent with these people. They want to destroy you. They want to, they want to destroy voices and social media influencers because they don't want to be exposed is what I think. And they, we are dealing with people that are associated to QAnon and the genesis of QAnon and the cicada puzzle. And there's a lot of really big questions to explore. And I hope you as a listener explore this too. I'm going to get started here thank you for listening make sure that you rss me and catch you next time until then god bless and take care